Welcome to the Hidden Why podcast, episode 1072. My interview with Jennifer Standish discussing her new book, Permission Granted. Enjoy. Hello, Jennifer. Welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. Great to have you here with us today. Thank you. Thank you for Thanks having for me. on the show. No, pleasure. Pleasure. Whereabouts are you? You're Los Angeles. Is that right? Yes, I am. I'm right at the base of uh, the Hollywood sign. The base of the Hollywood sign? Yes, yes. Have you ever climbed up the big H or anything like that? <laughs> I, do, I write past it every that? day. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I write past it every day. Yeah. A little bit of icon there. There you go. It is, yeah. How long have you been there for? Uh, six months. Six months, okay. Yeah, six months. About a year, two years ago, um, I had a dream. Uh, it was a divine experience, and I was told I needed to – I was living in the on the East Coast about an hour and a half mm. north of New York City, and I was told to sell everything I owned and move to Los Angeles where I would heal people with my undivided attention. Wow, and you're I, getting right into the nitty-gritty, aren't you? Yep, and I said, okay. And, uh, it was my, it was the, it was my, it was like a near death experience is the best way I could. It was pure con. I was pure consciousness and, uh, it was God who showed up. And so he, it, so we, not he, but cause God wasn't male or female, but we then took me to Los Angeles where we hovered over people and said, yes, you need to be here. And I said, okay, and I wish I had asked more questions because I certainly don't know what, how healing people with my undivided attention really works. But I went back home and woke up. Mm-hmm. Where was and then, uh, I? About an hour and a half north of New York City. I was living in the Mid-Hudson Valley. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I did what any human being d- would do is I, instead of just accepting it, I called all my friends and family and colleagues and everyone I knew and was like, well, what would you do? What would you do? What would you do? And everybody said, well, I would do it, Jennifer. <laughs> but um, I, uh, I didn't really know what healing people with my undivided attention was. And I was a sales consultant at the time. And so I waited two years and my business evolved and into transformational coaching. And so when that happened, then I said, yes, and I'm going to move to Los Angeles. And so I've been here six months. Okay, divine intervention, as you call it. Yeah. How does this work? Because a lot of people are going to be sitting there, they're going, hang on, hang on, slow down, you know, with disbelief. I don't know. I don't know. I was asleep. And then somehow I was, I was pure consciousness out of my body. I, Whilst you were asleep? While I was asleep. And it was... I the best I can describe it was I was visited by God and who was also pure consciousness. And it was, if you've ever heard of somebody saying, describing a near-death experience where they're out of their body and they're around other people, but there are no, you're not, you're, you're, you pure consciousness you ha- you are a soul but you don't have a body you don't have a you know you're just consciousness mm-hmm. um if you ever listen to near-death experiences um it was exactly that and mm. uh but you weren't having a near but i wasn't experience. died but i wasn't having a near-death experience but it was no. it was exactly that and so um it was completely safe everything made perfect sense and then it was, let's go to Los Angeles. And we hovered over people um, in Los Angeles. They couldn't see us, but we were hovering over people. And I had lived in Los Angeles 
So I kind of knew the lay of the land and then we came back to my house and then I re-entered my body and woke up and had this, this, this sense of urgency was overwhelming and it was, oh, what the heck was that? That was not a dream. That was, that was divine. That was a divine dream. That was, that was something unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. And the urgency just vibrated through my body. And it was like, oh God, no, we're doing this. And uh, everyone said to do it. And I was ready to pack up and move. But I had a friend who was uh, an intuitive healer and she said, no, let the dust settle, figure out what it means. And she says, because you're jumping straight away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she says, because you're leaving a lot. Because I had a house on the Hudson River. I had a sailboat. I had a business. I had, I had a life. And she's like, you're going to walk away from all of this. You don't even know what you're doing. You're a sales consultant. You teach people how to cold call. You're now going to be a healer in Los Angeles. She's like, no, 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 no. Let the dust settle. And what happened was my business, I attracted a lot of people with call reluctance. And that was a deep dive into people's childhoods. And then when I started uncovering what was holding them back, I watched their life trajectories completely change. And I realized, well, this isn't sales consulting. This is transformational coaching. Mm. And uh, that, and it was like, oh, wow, that, okay, yeah, no, this isn't sales consulting anymore. This is something much bigger. And I lived through COVID. And then when I said, I think I need to move, I put my house on the market and the first people that showed up bought the house, all cash offer for more money than I could have imagined. And it was the perfect people. They assumed responsibility for my feral cat colony. You know, I mean, it was just, it was perfect. Everything just fell into place. And... And it was, so what were you doing with your life? You're a sales consultant, is that right? Yeah, I was a sales consultant. Yeah. Um, Living in a I, house. Were you going through any trauma or any experience in life that was kind of unusual for that time? Because um, I had been through a lot. I was raised by a narcissist and had um, um, I had had a really bumpy ride and a really rough go of it. Um, six months prior. Um, I had tried to commit suicide. Um, I, I had a really rough life, really, a really You're hard time. Bit, going through a bit in your life at that stage. What, what is a narcissist to you? Um, so I, my mother was a narcissist and my father was the enabler and she, um, well, what is a narcissist? Know, like, what are you? Oh, and, oh a narcissist. Do? So a narcissist is somebody that doesn't, um, doesn't, it, it, it can't empathize with other people's pain and suffering. And as a parent, what they do is they, um, they use and exploit their children for their own satisfaction and personal gain. So we were used to support my mother in her quest for her own happiness and we were to support her in whatever she wanted. And we were unsupported emotionally and we were just, there to make her happy and it was Mm. all about her and her life and we were um exploited and manipulated and we weren't and nothing was ever given in return it was we were discarded when we weren't you know useful so um and then i was 
the child that was most threatening to her. So I was her number one enemy. And so she could not have a child that um, was her competition. So I was raised to believe that I was born brain damaged and dumb and would not go to college. And, um, and it was brutal. It was really, it was brutal. And your father enabler. Yes, that's always how it is. Two narcissists never come together. It's always the narcissist and an enabler. And so my father, too, was always about making sure my mother was happy, making sure my mother got what she needed, um, making sure that she was happy. And the whole household revolved around making sure that she, her needs were always met with as ridiculous as they were. And she was very volatile and... Um, abusive and it was always you know placating whatever her needs were mm. and so there was he so he never protected us he never you know he 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 was very childlike in a way too because she would go after him as well so so okay. yeah so yeah so this led tough. you to a point in life where you just sort of a little bit over everything and have you ever had such a intervention dream state before where out-of-body experience or was Never. this no are you a religious person do you do you go to church every week you're not Never. a religious person no oh no no i no not at all not mm. at all i was more mother earth the universe you know not a bible believing kind of person the idea of god no and but when i tell people i was like no this was God. <laughs> like this, this wasn't an ancestor. This was God. And I don't even know how to describe it. I don't even like, and what role God plays in this, all of this, I have no idea, but that, that. Do you that, find yourself more drawn to religion now after this no, experience? No, 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 not at all. But that's, that's that entity that showed mm-hmm. up. So I've got you away from New York, up Hudson area. Uh, from sales consulting, you move to to you make the big move, you sell everything, you move to Los Angeles. Um, you write a book. Is that when this book came about? Permission granted, or is this after a period of time? Um, I wrote. I finished the book on the way out, and the book oh. is yeah. So how long so between I, the the intervention as such to leaving? It was two years. Two years. So you started writing a book in that time. Yeah, I started writing the book in the time. Yeah, yeah. What, what made you decide to write a book on so the book granted? Was the, yeah, so the book originally was just a money grab. It was going to be very much like, uh, you know, Chicken Soup for the Soul. It was going to be permission granted for children, for adults, for men, for women, for married people, for single people. It was going to be very, not no journalistic integrity whatsoever. Mm. It was just going to be a fluffy book. And publishers loved it. And so I had a lot of people that were just like, sure, we'll publish this, no problem. And so I found, picked a publisher and I wrote out the first 20 permissions and they were gut-wrenching. And I sent it off to the editor and I said, this isn't what we talked about, but this is what came out. Just thought I'd send it over. And she wrote back and she said, no, this is the book that needs to be written. And it was all, and it was the permissions that I had to give myself and that freed me from my past and it ended up being 91 permissions that came from my childhood. And it was all of the rules, the banana rules, the crazy rules that my narcissist mother taught me um, that I had to like free what? myself give us, from. Give us some examples. Oh, um, 
you have to be thin in order to be loved. Mm -hmm. Um, you, uh, um, some of the the more strange things were like, you never flush the toilet at night. You never Mm -hmm. wake somebody up. Um, you're, uh, you're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to write in a journal and, and have spelling mistakes. You're, like, like I, in my very first journal, there were so many, there was so much anxiety about writing in a journal. Yeah. Um, that the journal had rules. Like you're allowed to have spelling mistakes there. You're allowed to have grammar mistakes. You're allowed, like, you, um, there were, so it's the, so the rules are span from, you know, career uh, to personal you know, relationships to, uh, um, um, just loving yourself, just being good to yourself, allowing, like, like you don't have to wear the bikini bathing suit. You're, you're allowed to wear, you know, a pair of just swim trunks and a t-shirt to go swimming. You can do that. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to eat food that you love. Mm. You don't have to be thin. You don't have to diet. You're, you're allowed, you're allowed to enjoy food, you know? So, Mm. So, um, so that's what the book ended up being. It wasn't what it was intended, but that's what it ended up being. Okay. So it was intended as a bit of a money grab, but then it turned into something that maybe was a personal journey of sharings of how you gave yourself permission to live life more fully. Yeah. 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 And And so, yeah. So what I'm hoping, you know, that, that when readers read it, cause it's all about self-limiting beliefs, you know, this yeah. is what I believe to be true. I had to rewrite these things in order to set myself free. And I'm hoping that readers, some of these things will resonate with readers. And I created a workbook and I now do workshops from the book to say, Hey, look, you know, I'm sure not all of these will, you know, resonate with you, but let's rewrite your rules. What are the rules that no longer work for you that you were taught as a child Let's rewrite, let's come up with your book. You know, so these 91, 91 limiting beliefs, are they 91 rules? Are they 91 practices? I use rules. I, I use rules, but, they, but it could easily be beliefs. Um, what I talk, how I talk about them are that, you know, we, the first seven years of your life, you're on record Everything yeah. that you see here do goes straight into your subconscious. And those are the foundation. I look at that as that's the foundation upon which you build your life. Those are the foundational rules. Yeah. So I look at them as rules, but they could easily be beliefs. So these rules that you were challenged with to live a content life. And yeah. so you've, you've written the rules as a way how to go around them then. Is that right? Or rules to abide by to live more? Well, I had to write my own rules. So I had to abandon the rules that were given to me and rewrite them. Okay. What's rule one? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, I I think the biggest rule is enjoy your life in the present. Enjoy right now. And, um, and, and, uh, and, and cherish it because this is what really, this is what we really have is just right now. And don't look at the past. Don't worry so much about the future. But just mm-hmm. enjoy the present and cherish it. That's a good rule. Yeah. I won't ask for all 91. <laughs> I'll let people pick up the book. Is there any interesting rules in there that you thought were most interesting to write about? Um, a lot around body image and how um, 
and and just how pervasive being thin um and then just being dumb and how and how I wasn't allowed to make mistakes and um how very little was expected of me and um how uh I mean they're they're sort of like you know you felt like you were supposed to know everything not make mistakes how you know etc cetera, etc cetera. they're things that helped you develop these rules right yeah yeah so yeah is, I, is, a, is a rule like how not to be dumb or is is a rule you know? um i it, you know it really it, it really um it was there was so much anxiety i felt that there was there was so much of, of not of not making a mistake mm. um and how like i of just like you you weren't allowed to make mistakes mm, right. um and and giving myself permission that you are allowed to make mistakes and I was a wood turner for a long time a woodworker and one of the things that I was very hard on all of my equipment because that's how I learned and I broke a lot of stuff and I'm allowed to break things I'm allowed to break things that I own because it's how I learn and I put things back together again and and I, and I had to give myself permission that that is my process is I break stuff and I put it back together again and that's how I learn and that's how I create and I'm allowed yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. So you're doing these workshops now helping other people create their rules. That's what you're not doing sales consulting anymore as such? No, no, no. So now I'm a, um, I'm a coach, uh, transformational coach and healer and um, I do workshops in and around Los Angeles and online, um, just helping people take a look at their childhoods and what they were programmed um, mm. to follow. And, you know, some of it works, you know, you, you, you may not have been raised by a narcissist who wanted to destroy you, but I'm sure that not every parent is fully conscious about what they're programming their child to believe. But um, I just did a workshop and a lot of the things that were coming up was fear, being, uh, being fearful about being a leader and knowing enough and, uh, and being fearful of making mistakes Mm. And, 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 um, and getting caught or making mistake and then getting caught and then getting in trouble. And, and this was around, you know, real estate investors, you know, real estate agents who want to become real estate investors and are asking people for money and because they've stumbled upon a great project. And so they need to solicit people for money and, you know, somebody with 20 or 30 years experience as a real estate agent who now wants to pivot, a lot, of, a lot of, you know, anxiety around that. And yeah. it's like, it's like you're, if you come from authenticity and integrity and transparency, you're going to, you know, you're allowed to make mistakes. You're, you can ask, you know, you're allowed, um, you may make a mistake, um, and, but, but that's okay. Your investors your investors will forgive you. You'll work it out. You'll, you know the you know the right people. You'll be able to get yourself in and out of trouble, right? And it's not even trouble. You'll you'll be you, you know enough. You know the mm. right people. You you know the right wherever you go. You will find the people that will help you navigate whatever bumps in the roads you find. You'll be fine. Having that self belief and, and then the courage, then you know, really to go after it. Yeah, and nothing and no project is perfect. And just no. having the courage to say, I don't know what's going to happen, but whatever happens, I'll be able to solve it. Mm. I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll be fine. 
Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Look, I um, appreciate your time. How can people best find out? I mean, obviously the book's on Amazon. I think I saw it there, yes? Yep, it's, it's on Amazon. Um, and the best place to find me is on LinkedIn, Jennifer Standish. I'm very active on LinkedIn, and so that's the best place for me. And then okay. you can go to Jennifer jenniferstandish.com. You can find the book there. Yeah, you've got um, your own website there, jenniferstandish.com. Yeah, cool. We'll stick the link in the show notes, Jennifer. Thank you for coming on today and sharing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I wish it. you the best with the, the journey. And out there listening, guys, uh, connect with Jennifer. Uh, get a copy of the book if you're interested in that. And um, check it all out at thehiddenwide.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels, using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is Lee Manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon